Welcome back to another episode of Who's on the Lord's Side. Now, in the previous episode, I discussed First Maccabees, Antiochus Epiphanes IV, also known as God Manifest, and also Hanukkah because it tied into the book. And it was very, very on time, not only with the subject that we were talking about, but it was on time for the season, the true reason for the season. Now, today I want to talk about something a little bit different. I will not be doing too much reading i'm not going to be in the books too much today i'm not gonna be in the books at all i'm gonna be just referencing sources when i want to talk to you all today i know that i'm going to specifically entitle this episode um all the world is a stage all the world is a stage and i'm going to be using shakespeare one of my favorite writers a quote one of his famous quotes is many but i'm gonna be using that quote to kind of set up what is it i want to talk about today okay so, I mentioned on and off in this podcast, especially talking about these bloodlines, that a lot of people, a lot of um, politicians, presidents, world leaders are not only related to one another, but they also can be traced back to royal blood, not just the royals in England, because, you know, you say the royals, we, we usually are more, we know that there's many, even in Asian cultures. There's royals all over. There's royals even in Africa, okay? And all royals, believe it or not, um, are are down with the same game, okay? There's there's not one royal that's independently doing their own thing. I'm sure maybe in tribal, tribal, I want to say maybe like African tribal indigenous, but let's be honest, in history, even those leaders have went against their people and sold them off in slavery and things of that nature or let the white man in quote unquote. I don't mean to offend anybody. I'm just saying I'll tell you right now, the indigenous people of the land, what they what they refer to as Native Americans will tell you how they took them out or one of the ways they took them out other than um, I guess you could say that very un- terrible and historical first Thanksgiving and Plymouth Rock and all of that was alcohol. Once alcohol was introduced by the colonizer to them, it just completely changed them. You know, it really brought out the ugly in it like alcohol does um, to this day. But what I really want to talk about is how they're all related. And that's not an accident. You know, it's not even something that we're ever going to see unless you're trying to see it. But once you see it, and I'm going to try to show some of these dots today. They can't, they never should tell you all of it. Every now and again, for some reason, um, very credible sources like People, um, Time Magazine, very credible people. People, depending on even who they might be talking about, if they're talking about a do- documentary about a celebrity or a politician, if they really want to get down to their origins, they might briefly poke it in there. But again, if you're not looking to connect these dots, you're never going to see it. So today, I'm going to take the time to just kind of show you all or paint you all a picture of what it is that I'm saying. Some of you may already know. Um, I've always known, but I'll be honest with you, I've put some of this stuff to the back of my mind. But I was watching a YouTube video today, and it just reminded me about something else, which reminded me about something else, and eventually I got back into this. So... Let me just start with um, Shakespeare's quote. What, what better way to start than there? Actually, before I get into the quote from William Shakespeare, I just want to read this from the Daily Press entitled, The English Royals Are Linked to You as President. So let me use that to kick it off. And this is important. 
to me, it's always been important. Now, it says here, from George Washington to George W. Bush, many presidents of the United States descend directly from kings of England. Edward I, uh, Longshanks, is the forefather of at least 14 U.S. presidents. So that's not a coincidence. That's not a coincidence. And yes, we know that their story is that they left and came over here for something new and all of that. But we, really, we know this was the new world and this was just an extension of what we know now when the dollar bill is Babylon or Egypt or the um, the new world order. Okay. It says, in fact, royal blood in America is not rare. Signers of the Declaration of Independence and commissioners in the Continental Congress had ancestral royalty. European intermarriages link American presidents to the thrones of all Europe. It just said that the ones that came over here didn't want to do it that way. But in my opinion, that was them trying to start to hide what it was that they was really doing, like bloodlines and, and, and what they're doing because Illuminati babies are real. Um, they do adopt them out. They do keep a trace of every child they've ever produced. As we know right now, there's even a man running around here saying that he is the son of Camilla and Charles. A child that they had when they were not together. It would have looked bad. So they, they told them they couldn't have the child. I don't think he's doubting for a second. Lying for a second. I don't doubt him. But unfortunately, they don't need him. Okay, maybe later on down the line, <laughs> they'll use a descendant for something. You never know where they can put them at. They put them everywhere. They infiltrate everywhere. So some are adopted out. Some stay right in um, the family line. And some are adopted out for reasons of they don't want it to be traced. They don't want it to be proven that there are bloodlines running around here that have literally been put everywhere so that's what we're going to talk about and the next thing i want to talk or say real quick is about diana princess diana it says that she has or had because at the time she was she was already alive so she has more english royal blood in her veins than prince charles does it also says that prince charles her second cousin once removed i don't lie i, I know what i read and on and off from different sources all of it flowing from illegitimate unions because there's a lot of illegitimate unions just because you're a king and only you faithful. And I'm sure maybe some queens maybe even had, you know, and they have to hide it. It's kind of like when the nuns used to get pregnant, um, either through their own unmoral actions or the being victims of sexual assault by priests in the church. They would, you know, hide their pregnancy and then try to bury them outside. And then they used to find uh, old churches where they used to bury, you know, and they dig up old bones of the babies. You know, they just try to hide it because some things ain't supposed to look certain ways. Or maybe it's just off with your head when the wife finds out. So, um, it says that, um, Diana's bloodline runs blue, purple. It says her other kingsmen that made their mark in worldly affairs are George Washington, an eighth cousin, seven times removed. Then it says she's also related to presidents John Adams, John Quincy Adams, Calvin Coolidge, Millard Fillmore, Rutherford B. Hayes, Grover Cleveland, and Franklin D. Roosevelt Sr. I mean, so Franklin D. Roosevelt Sir Winston Churchill, whose middle name was Spencer, is a cousin, okay? Now, she's also connected or related to a historian named Henry Adams, philosopher Bertrand Russell, and lexicon graphicer Noah Webster, Humphrey Bogart, and Lillian Gish, okay? 
And then all these people have other children and they all just keep going down. So there's something in this bloodline they like to keep the sight coloring in my personal opinion. I mean, anybody would, or it's just a very odd and strange coincidence, but not to me. So on that note, I'm going to take a break. And when I come back, I will read the quote from Shakespeare. Now, the quote can be found in his play, As You Like It, in a famous poem in there entitled The Seven Ages of Man. I'm going to basically just share or read the first four lines. All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances, and one man in his time plays many parts, his acts being seven ages. Now, it goes on to state the seven ages of man, beginning because again, the poem is entitled The Seven Ages of Man, but that we're not using. So again, all the world is a stage. And all the men and women merely players. They have their exits and their entrances. And one man in his time plays many parts. Now this first part of the poem, this famous quote, has always been pregnant with so much meaning. And even though as I started to realize the truth of this world, this this piece of this quote of the poem have always stood out to me to it just always came out to just that's how you so just think of it like everything is like the matrix everything is not as it seems everything is scripted so to speak or everything is planned so to speak but not necessarily planned to our knowledge or the sheep's knowledge or the the goyim's knowledge so much for us for the people on top and one thing that i have been talking about in this podcast several times over and over again is not only bloodlines and how Satan has his children down here. I was prophesied said that he would, but I also talked about uh, these elite, these prominent people, especially the royals, and how a lot of people are related. Not just the royals who marry each other, how they just stay related and, and keep it all related, but literally many high prominent profile, um, t- what do you call it, A-list celebrities are connected and related not only to one another, but to major politicians and presidents and leaders of this world, and more importantly, go back to royal families of England and around the world, not just England, but throughout Europe and around the world. Because once you're royal, especially when you talk about the 13 bloodlines, if they weren't politically collected Anglo-Saxon somehow with the blood, there's something in the blood that makes them, a lot of them were uh, descendants from dynasties, or the Lee dynasty is supposed to be one in Asia. So even in Asia, they all, they all have their own type of royal system. But what's shockingly enough is that they're all related to one in some way, shape, or form. So it's not just some presidents all are have been members of the same society since forever. And ooh, it's not just that, but family is running out here, y'all. It's family. It's family in the industry. It's family in film. It's family in music. It's family in the royals. It's, it's family in politicians. This is one big family spread out different continents all over <clears throat> distracting us notice how all of them are always in an untouchable place or one tv inaccessible is basically what i'm basically saying not commoners okay and they're the people that um you all we all are supposed to look up to what to aspire to be and definitely trust as far as what's next and trending and new and it's amazing certain people who they put up in place and why okay so with that being said let me jump to my laptop because i'm not gonna do too much reading today which i think i mentioned that already from the books i mean i'm just going to be using references and sources so right now for example i'm going to start with the the leaders this is the insider 
So right now, they're just listing 11. There's way more than 11. First of all, there was 11 presidents, but it says, um, or there's way more than 11 celebrities. But this article specifically says 11 celebrities who are related to U.S. presidents. Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Abraham Lincoln and Tom Hanks. Um, let's go down. It says Brad Pitt is the ni- is ninth cousins, ninth cousins with former President Barack Obama. Don't get me started with Barack Obama. He was the biggest uh sham. Oh boy, did did they pull the wool over African American people's eyes and in the entire world. He really do have the makings to be that leader, but I don't think it's it will be him. And I just don't think he will be the Antichrist. It's gonna be somebody else. Brad Pitt, everybody's favorite. Ben Affleck is also related to Obama. They are eleventh cousins. They're not even removed. They're eleventh. Warren Buffett and Obama are allies as well as relatives. They are seventh cousins, three times removed. And I believe removed simply just means like through a divorce or something of that nature. Hugh Hefner once said he'd like to have a family reunion with his ninth cousin, twice removed, former President George W. Bush. George, even in the sex industry trial, the family is around somewhere. It can't be. And I didn't say that they all have the same last name. I didn't even say that they call each other all the time. Like he, like you have to say, he never really even sat down with the man. But you don't think it's kind of odd. We're going to keep going on listening to all this thing. You, you, what kind of coincidence is this? This is not no coincidence. This is all meant to be. I, even if they could relate it to the royals, and do you think when the queen mother passed away, they just invited all these celebrities and say, you all are family? That's not how it works. They're like the other family. It's just, okay, y'all just over there. You serve your purposes, what you serve them for. <clears throat> I don't know how they called them out. I think um, they called Obama by the time he was in Columbia, or whatever college he was in. By that time, they, I'm pretty sure they set him on his path. At some point, you have you have to find out who you are because you have to go into the, the role and that you are meant or designed to play. It, it could just be a, a an artist somewhere. Maybe you're going to go into banking. Some of these uh, 13 bloodline families went into things like creating Planned Parenthood. You know, they went into organizations like that, making sure they did things to kind of like uh, depopulize. It doesn't always have to be there everywhere. Infiltrating every daggone thing is basically what I'm saying in all levels of life and in industry down to the schooling system. And you'd be crazy if you think there was, and we don't know. Okay, let's keep going. I don't mean for this to be a long episode at all. Um, George W. Bush, famous cousin, is Marilyn Monroe. Okay, and Marilyn Monroe is actually connected to, or related to a royal, and Marilyn Monroe is actually related to, um, ooh, we're going to talk about her, Paris Hilton. Yeah, this is all coincidence. It says the Bush family could even be linked to royalty. Former President George W. Bush reportedly has family connection with Princess Diana. It's true. Princess Diana's family is actually related to, I think, maybe, I think they say about maybe 10 good presidents that was here in America. That's not an accident, especially when the founding fathers of this land came from over there and was already family with them over there. So it's like it was not an accident that Diana married um, Charles. I say it all the time. He was just looking for that bloodline. He wanted her sister first. The sister said, I want nothing to do with him. He's weird looking. And... Diana was like, well, I think I like him fine. He's kind of, but she didn't say I want to date him. It just so happened that he just said, well, 
do you want to date me? And she was just like, okay. And I was kind of, I mean, I'm not saying a family can't say you could date your sisters, but that, I, it was encouraged. <laughs> Maybe because he was the prince. I, same thing with um, Kate, Kate and William. They are related. Megan and Harry. I, I got them on the, on the list. They were distant relatives, distant cousins. Somebody worked in the family a long time ago. There was a scandal. There was an affair. But isn't it amazing enough how they just seem to, I wouldn't say keep in touch with these people. They seem to, they seem to know who they are very well. Their history isn't lost like ours. <clears throat> okay, and then they bring up um Abraham Lincoln again and Tom Hanks, which in the picture they use, there is some similarities. Former President Herbert Hoover is great-grandfather of CNN correspondent Margaret Hoover. Great-grandfather. Yeah, so that's an accident. Look where she landed. And I'm not saying these people didn't go to good schools and didn't do this. And But, you know, you'd be a, you'd pretty... I think you'd be a little naive not to understand what's going on here. Former President James Garfield shares a likeness with his sixth cousin, four times removed, Richard Gere. Keep going, because there's like another list. Richard Nixon and James Dean. <clears throat> Jimmy Carter and singer June Carter Cash. You know, come on. This is this is not a mistake. And they some of these people are gonna be a really high profile. So let's go on to another one. That I wanted to see if I could bring up. Alright, let's talk about Barack Obama, the fraud. I said what I said. You like him, that's your business. All I simply said is the man is a fraud. Why? Because the man gave America and the world false hope after Bush intentionally sacked uh, the country recession. Fame made Freddie me already know. If you, if you lived in America, <laughs> if you knew, if you lived around the time he was just over America or just doing relations in the world during his presidency, you you know how the world felt about him. And when he was leaving, it was like anybody but Bush. Who would have probably took anybody but Bush? But then this weird, this random nobody. I mean, we never heard of you. Your credentials is not even up there. Yeah, he was a senator or whatever in Chicago, blah, 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 blah. Man, it was looking like nobody was even going to root for this man. And I'm I'm not going to lie. The timing when he came in wasn't that great either. Because some you know the more prominent and well-known names were actually already... Making a name for themselves, I guess it was McCain. Can't even remember. Can't remember. Ugh, whatever. Long story short, we didn't know who he was, and then the media sold the hell out of this guy. The media sold how? How? How could we get to know somebody that we never met before? How could the whole world get to understand somebody that one day not even root for? You are the long shot out of you. But all of a sudden, you just start to root for the man. There's a backstory, and then you know you find out that he's biracial, and then you find out that he worked very hard in healthcare, healthcare, healthcare. Because my grand, my mother was sick, and I'm not trying to make fun of him or anything like that. But other than that, his whole life was a mystery. Where's your father? Your father was African man. He passed away. You know, you still have a family in Africa. They did show him visiting one time, and his mother passed away from cancer, so we cannot hear from her. And then it was just these grandparents that were there afterwards that just supported him. That is his, uh, the white side of him, side of his family, supporting him, putting him through school. And somewhere that he just skyrocketed. <clears throat> we just started rooting for him. He started, you know, trying to Joe the plumber. You know, he just started to run for the other dog. And through media alone, Oprah as well. Oprah, Oprah was the one. I don't care what nobody's saying. 
Oprah backed at me and like no other. I not want to say as a sponsor, but definitely as a marketer. And everybody loved Oprah. So, you, you know, they made sure they put the right marketing behind him. And before you know it, he wanted to have a presidency. And it made you feel like it was because he was black. And it made you feel like if you're black, it can happen for you too. And it made you feel like, and I'm like, no, just to come to find out later that he's just, a, he's just another one of them that's a part of the family. They just needed to use somebody at the time to, to do exactly what they're trying to do now. It was time for change. The change they wanted first was to do something that would make America feel hopeful again, especially put a black president in there. We'll put a black family in there. And, uh, you know, there's some debate about his, his origins. Does he have a birth certificate? Well, notice I'm, this article I'm about to read to you is from people.com. This article came out March 3rd of 2008, the same year that he was running, because the, the uh, election would have been in November of the same year. This is March 3rd of 2008. And it says, Barack Obama's royal roots. They was acting the whole time. Where, where They really act like they don't know. They knew, dude, I'm telling you from 2008, and I'm, this was stuff that people could put together. I'm sure it's public record a little bit. Maybe they had to dig some. But like I said, every now and again, they throw it out there for you. If I knew what I knew back then, seeing this article, I'd have said, oh, he really is? This is why he's up there. This is why he's somewhat eligible. Barack Obama says has connections in high places like the British royal family. Um, on, they said on Obama's mother's side, his mother, Anne, um, in her, her gene pool, there's a descent from the 7th century plantation owner of, of Maureen Duval. So it says he has a rich mixture of European ancestors, including the early medieval kings of England and Scotland, um, a signatory of the Magna Carta, and of good measure, an Irish immigrant from the count officially. They said he is locked with Hillary Clinton in, um, in a close... Oh, yeah, this was, this was when he was going against Hillary. Sorry, that was the second one. I want to go back to this more on Obama. And Kings. Now, I got some more information there about that uh, black devil fraud uh, Obama there that y'all love so daggone much. Once I opened my eyes, I said, uh-huh, uh-huh. Fooled me once. Shame on you. Fooled me twice. It's just not going to happen. It says here. Barack Obama, now again, ironically enough, this article is also written around the time or the same year of the election. The first one was written on March 3rd. This one was written Tuesday, March 25th of 2008. They be putting the truth right there in plain sight, but we was so busy. Oh my God, recession, what are we going to do? We need to vote, 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 rock the vote, and, and God only knows what else, and anybody but Bush, and you know, any, anything but read. And if he was going to read, well, even if you read it, what, what did that mean to you? Oh, he's like, that went over everybody's head. But now that I'm, this was, this was like 13 years later, 18, 19, 20, 22, it's almost 15 years later. It says, Barack often jokes in his campaign speeches about a genealogical survey last year that found that he is a distant cousin of Dick Cheney. They already knew this. Now, there is more bad news for Obama. A study published yesterday found he is related to George Bush as well. Researchers at the New England Historic Genealogical Society, founded in 1845, said Obama, the son of a white woman from Kansas and a black man from Kenya, can call six U.S. presidents his cousin, both Bushes, George W. Bush, George H. Bush, Gerald Ford, Lyndon Johnson, Harry Truman, and James Madison. The society, a non-specific organization, found 
The Society, a non-specific organization, found he is also related to Churchill. It is said in it is said it investigated the bloodlines of three president hopefuls. It investigated the bloodlines of the three president hopefuls. One of the oddest connections is that Obama is related to Brad Pitt and Hillary Clinton. To uh, and to Brad Pitt's partner Angelina Jolie, Clinton, who is of French Canadian descent on her mother's side, Hillary Clinton they talk about is a, dis- a distant cousin of Madonna. Hillary Clinton is also a distant cousin of Celine Dion and a distant cousin of Alanis Morissette. All these people have been prominent. I mean, you have successful artists, you have successful actors. A lot of these people's name is a list. So they have had a lot of influence and motivation, at least when these actors were called to be at their certain time and their certain place and coming in their entrances. And some of them are a little retired now, but it says other distant cousins include writer Jack Kerouac and Camilla. See, see, Camilla is a cousin. That's what kind of explains why. Anyway, we're not going to. Obama and Bush are 10th cousins once removed. Linked by Samuel Hinckley of Cape Cod, who died in 1662. Pitt and Obama are ninth cousins. Linked to Edwin Hickman, who died in Virginia. Clinton and Jolie. And then that's just, you know. The, you know. Then they talk about John McCain claiming that he was a, um, a descendant of the Scottish King Robert the Bruce. But they said he isn't. If anything, he's the sixth cousin of First Lady Laura Bush. You think this is all... You can tell me that they all just went and took tests and all. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If, if, that, if, that, if, if that's one family and or these random people, and they just happen to take a test and find out that they're related to a whole bunch of other famous people or rich people or literally leaders, literally royalty, well, then that's one hell of a damn family. They must have a whole lot of success. Success, success, success must just be in their blood. I guess it's basically what I'm trying to spit out and can't hardly do coincidental i think not i just think that that's all that's intentional listen there is such thing called illuminati babies illuminati babies they are either they don't not saying they racks the riches story was not racks the riches i just said depending on who was your how did how did you come about see uh hitler's father hitler is a is rothschild See, the father that they have down was the father that ended up marrying his mother, and then they put that name down. But for a while, they didn't have a name down there because his mother worked for the Rothschilds. Um, she got pregnant through uh, basically immoral and ethical means because that was not certainly what she was hired for. That wasn't her job. And usually when they discover these things, they fire you and they send you back home. But it wasn't supposed to be disclosed or discovered. But believe it or not, um, Rothschild and Hitler made sure that, well, Rothschild funded Hitler. A lot of people funded Hitler, but mostly it was the Rothschilds. And they made sure that um, Hitler was very well, I wouldn't say obsessed, but in his younger years that he had a mentor around him who kept him like obsessed with leadership. Ancient, remember we talked about this, ancient legends, civilizations, um, to the point that by the time he became a military leader and, and, and gained money through war, he started to use a lot of that money to start going to the ice with the Thule Society. We talked about all of this and just try to see what was real or not. He damn sure opened the gates. Okay, he opened up to whatever was in the ice. <clears throat> That's what I think his Antichrist spirit came for. And um, how was that? So, I mean, I think we can see pretty much the picture. The picture that um, 
what how it is that they all is getting down here. This ain't no coincidence. And then of course we got people that come in other ways, like um I'm gonna be very clear. I had a whole little piece of paper because I had notes I wanted to expand on to help bring this to life. Like for instance, even Napoleon Bonaparte said, um, history is a set of lies agreed upon. That's what Napoleon said. And he was, he, he was, and he went on to say, just like after I die, they're going to remember me as this. It's almost to say, even if I want to be written down the way I want to, to this day, if you go to your child or a child's social studies book and ask them what they're learning, if they even call in the social studies now, whatever they would call the social studies in my day, that history book don't go as far back as it should. And sure, have Obama in it, but I don't think they didn't. They, it keeps changing. And if Kanye keep talking or, or keep trying to spread the madness he was trying to spread maybe like three years ago, they're going to change it. The history books say that slavery was a work opportunity for Africans, that they came over here and they, they, they were for job opportunities. And they wanted to come and they came here willingly. Because they are starting to realize, believe it or not, the... Um, I guess you could say the ones that control the books, but also if they write it out the way that they're supposed to write it out, they're going to look so much uglier than what they are. No matter how much they achieved in being disgusting and nasty and vile and sacking people and indigenous people and switching up identities of the world, slavery, you know, all the different dark things that they've done, they would have to admit that they got all this by literally breaking the backs of humanity, you know, so to speak. And I don't know that they want to be remembered that way. That's their that's their old school truth. They want to be remembered that, but they don't want to be remembered. Everybody want to be remembered as a hero, right? And so that's what it is. This is how. This is how the. Excuse my language. I don't mean to offend anybody, but the white man got shot because the first batch that went in was missionaries, I guess. They came in with good intention, but his brother kept saying, "Stop." Letting them come in so close. At least if they're going to be spending the night here, let them spend the night outside the camp. You know, they're doing too much. They're learning the language. He was like, well, how do you expect them to communicate with us if they don't know the language? They infiltrated, learned everything. And then Shaka passed away. And like I said, that first batch was okay. But he told his brother on his deathbed, you're going to be king. And uh, I believe it was Shaka aunt that killed him. That was a she. she he should have just told his mother the truth. Well, we're not going to talk about that. But anyway. The aunt killed him or something. He was dying. He said, let the white man in and be a friend to, you know, let them comfortable, let them be. Now, when they came in the second time, and even the first time when they came, the second time when they came, they, they did wrong. You know, they, they took over. They started to see the strong backs of the men in the Congo. You know how the story go. They started to get into the minds of these leaders. And But the first time around, the white man was able to stay by Shaka and be with Shaka every day because... Shaka believed he was better than Jesus Christ. Shaka did not believe in Jesus Christ. Shaka did not believe in God. Shaka thought he was his own God. Okay, so Shaka was picking through a bone and he kept a shaman. I'm just going to be very clear. But one thing about Shaka, he loved the idea that the white man kept saying to him, I can't immortalize you. I could, I'm going to write you down in a book. When I write you down in a book, everybody will know who you are. Everybody will know of you forever. Why Shaka needed the white man to write about him, I don't know, because the Zulu people to this day keep his legend and his, his, his tribe alive. Your tribe alone would have did that. We'd, you never would have needed the colonizer to come in. But Shaka's a very prideful person. Shaka's very full of himself. And so that was one of the main reasons. And then every time the colonizer goes back, even in Wakanda, 
<laughs> I'm just saying colonizer again because they brought it back in Wakanda, okay? They Every time they go back, they report, constantly reporting, Christopher Columbus reporting, reporting. They can't keep hearing about all these good um good things and leave even spices of the land. They want more of that. Send them out. Eventually, we want control of it. Heck, we want so much control of it, we want to sell it, gold, whatever. You know, that's what they did. So, um... My point is the whole thing of history being a set of lies. I'm not saying that Shaka's story was, you know, but this thing of wanting to be written down, wanting to be immortalized, and how do you want to look? I mean, even if, even if you were successful at in a war, you know, you still want to make it seem like the war was justified. You don't want to make it seem like I just went running in for no reason. That's why there's two sides to every story. Okay. You got the Babylonian side and you have our side, you know, but which one is the true account? And again, Napoleon Bonaparte even said history is a set of lies. Agreed about it. I can only imagine what they're going to be saying or what history looks going to look like. And they keep repenting them. And they keep changing them. And if you think they don't, you're crazy. The other day, it's a little off topic, but we, today we're just talking. Um, I was on something came on my timeline and it's talking about some free Bibles. That's a free Bible. That's, that's a blessing. I have Bibles. I must study Bible. But I had to click it just to see what they were doing for the people. And then... I seen the people talking about, oh yes, you know, my New Testament Bibles, my New Testament. I said, so you giving out free New Testament Bibles. The same thing when I was going to St. John's University. And they said, stand outside on the main every gate of the campus, every now and again, the people that I don't know if they were church people or they were actually Gideon Press. They actually make the little, you know, the little mini Bibles. We all know little mini Bibles. They come in all various colors. And it only has the New Testament in it. And it wasn't until I got into the word of God, and I told y'all that Bible study, and I started reading the book from the beginning, and I realized that the, this thing ties into the New Testament. Then I realized, who gives a book of the word of God to people and only give them half of the book? Who gives them half? And I'm not saying you can't find Bibles from Genesis to this, but you hear them talking about, oh, it's a New Testament church, and then New Testament. But what are y'all, you, you missing out a lot, like prophecy. I'm not saying in the New Testament, Messiah ain't drop hints about the last, but... Things that he was talking about there starts from things that was going on in the beginning. When you watch a movie, do, do you really start it from the middle to the end? Especially if you've never seen it before, you're just trying to get to know it, or you watch it from the beginning to the end. You know, if I got this brand new book today and I want to start this book, that's the same way the, 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 the church do you. And I'm not saying, depending, depending on how, when the new member comes in, we probably went through Genesis. Maybe now we're in Matthew. You got to catch us next year when we get back to Genesis again. <laughs> so I'm not saying that, but it's like the Bible. It's like a... Church, they just open up a page. You could pick anything to do a sermon, they'll get it twisted. But that's how they make you feel like you should just approach your book. It's like just pick a page, any page, and see read it and see what it gives you. Yeah, sometimes but God did not make this whole book come together for you to just be picking pieces and parts about it. You're supposed to be looking at this whole thing. You're supposed to study. Study show that self approved. So don't think they're not touching on these books. That's why a lot of time my books are old. <laughs> I be I'm like, no, it's like I told you, I got the apocrypha that I bought. And then I have an apocrypha that's in a Bible that I got when I was in a theology class for St. John's University. It literally is called the Access Bible. Here, it's right here. It's called the Access Bible, um, the college edition. It says New Revised Standard Version, not KJV like I love. It says with the apocrypha. Now, I, we didn't get to the apocrypha. Why would they do that? It still was a Roman-inspired you know, inspired, uh, Catholic private school. So anyway, but one day I was reading in my studies and I got to the apocryphal books and that's when I realized that there were 70 missing verses. Um, one reason I realized that is because I was actually doing this, doing, um, 
where I left off at, and I couldn't find the book. I couldn't find my little red book. The little red book is easier. This book has too many pages. It's very thick. It's like a text textbook. It has almost like a, maybe five, six hundred pages. It's very thick. So I said, I don't want to do it. But then I wrote so much notes um, in this book because I couldn't find the little red book. I wrote so much notes in this book that by the time I got to find the red book, I decided to transfer over the notes, long story story, and the highlights and, and the marking points. And it wasn't until I realized... Where the heck did these verses go? And then I realized the verses that I was missing was the 70 verses that um, told you what happens to you when you die. And I was stressed that because I said, who would take out? And so I researched it, like 70 verses of Ezra. And you couldn't really find it anywhere. But then you found some really woke people that did a video on it. And they started saying, there's these people, Oxford, or these people that control. This one's this is the Oxford College Edition. It's in the Oxford College Edition. That little red book don't got the missing 70 verses of Ezra. You know, so you got to watch the books and you got to wonder why the heck it is, what you're reading. I don't care what it say, you know, even the news and the media, you, you see who they put up there. Control, the press been controlled since we were talking about the the protocols of the wise men in Zion. Since 1800 and something and before that, they said they been got control of the press. That, that, that was already established. What else did I want to talk about? Getting a little tough, off topic. presidents are related to each other, celebrities are related to each other, and this is the, what I'm doing there, I'm not going to keep going on with that list, I, I, I just painted that scene to give you that, Eyes Wide Shut, I want to talk about movie Eyes Wide Shut, now, if you know, you know, it's to Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, they was actually married at the time, so when they did that really hot, steamy love scene, it was kind of provocative and intriguing for the people, because it was like, ooh, they're so hot already as a couple, and oh, they're doing this movie, and Let's see if we could be a fly on the wall for their bedroom perverts, right? But it's a doctor. I believe he's a doctor. He has a wife and they have a child. Um, he hears about a group or a society, his friend or somebody's trying to go to this club. He's like, it's not for you. It's this kind of thing. I don't even think his friend is a part of the club. I just think that um, he just gives them an I don't know if he has to drop off. I can't remember what it is his friend has to do there. But he's like, bro, I, can, I, I can't tell you about it. I can't tell you about the address. Like, I could get killed or whatever. But Tom Cruise's character, the doctor, he knows that these uh, secret societies exist. And he wants to get in and he wants to join. And his friend is kind of telling him, you know, it's not that kind of thing. It's the kind of thing that you kind of be invited to and stay away from because it's dangerous. Well, he ends up, I think, following his friend to the place or he gets an address. Eventually ends up going there. It's a masquerade ball. It happens to be not too far. If he's in New York, maybe it's in New Jersey in a mansion. Somewhere it's one of those mansion parties. And he goes to the masquerade ball. He ends up in the masquerade ball. And um, believe it or not, even though he's in a mask, it's almost as if everybody knows he's there. That's how creepy it is. Because it's almost as if, I don't want to say everybody knows each other's mask, but everybody must have been to the mansion party a few times to pass each other around a few times. This is how they get down. We're going to talk about Babylon after that because I want to talk to you about Babylon and their um, sex culture after that to show you how Babylon is here. This is all Babylon masquerading around, same script, different cast, families portrayed, portrayed around. And say they even get together for Thanksgiving. Everybody's purpose is for what it is, okay? Um, he goes there and it seems as if like, people know that he's there and he does get found out and he does escape barely uh, with his life. He actually told the taxi guy to keep the car running. He was going to try to come back out. He barely escaped, but I think somebody helped him get out. Now, they know who he is, even though he was there with a mask. They find out who he is because he keeps getting all these threatening notices to tell him to stay away, stay away or else or stay away or else. 
Well, he finds a way to get in there again. But unfortunately, on this night, um, he has a, a weird experience. He sees a woman there who, mind you, his wife doesn't know he's trying to do any of this. He sees a woman there on the table. This is, a, this is a mansion party, typical orgy setting, typical ritualistic stuff going on. And I, like I said, I don't care if they're masked. It seems as if they still know who each other are. And there's a woman on the table who very much, even the mask on, seems to resemble his wife. The hair, her body, and all that. And he's like, no, there's no way, you know, that I'm watching. Why would she be here? Why would, why would she be here, you know? Why would she be here? Because I didn't tell her about this place. And what was she? I think they, they might have messed with him. In my personal opinion, because I can't remember the movie all the way. In my personal opinion, because they never really talked about it. <laughs> you know, it was so awkward that by the time he left and they went home, she woke up just acting weird and saying that she felt like she had a dream or something like that. They were acting real awkward towards another. Towards the end of the movie, he, re- he realized that he was messing with the wrong people. Uh, they both did. And that they should just leave it alone and act like this never happened. This was him trying to get into, um, be a member of some kind of elite society he was a doctor he wasn't invited or anything that he was just obsessed with it and he wanted to be down almost cost him his entire family almost cost him his life it could have potentially cost him his marriage and it could have cost him his wife's life okay we never know exactly who is telling him to stay the f away all we know is that they make sure that they know that he's being watched and that he's messing around with danger okay. now you have secret societies and um people that practice ritualistic occult stuff on every level even on the Masonic uh, Mason level. But again, not every Mason is 33rd degree. So when you're looking at these lodges, it was even said it was even said in the Protocols of Zion and in the Bloodlines of the Illuminati and by William Cooper, who wrote the book Behold a Pale Horse, and I shared with you that, that those ones are ploys on the bottom for people like us, the Goyim and the Sheep, to be like, no, 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 but my granddad is one, and he's one, and he's one. But guess what? They have people on top of that's 33 or more, and they're like head head of the lodge or head head of other lodges, and they are sacrificing their children to Baphomet to this day doing ritual sacrifice. Because if you don't know yet, Trayvon Martin case was that. That was what it was. The father of Zimmerman, um, Zimmerman, not the, not Zimmerman, the guy that actually took his life, okay? But Zimmerman, the father, remember, he was a judge. He was a Mason on the white side. The Masons don't mix in color. You got the Prince Hall Masons for the black side, and you got the regular Masons. The Prince Hall Masons came later, okay? And and also Prince, and the black people also got what they call the boule. I'm surprised that black people still don't know that there's something called the boule. It's a lot of black boule people in the industry trying to brainwash uh, blacks below them to carry on and, and juke and house Negroes. It's really what they is, and Malcolm X didn't warn them. And everybody following them. Michelle Obama's a house nigger. I'm sorry. I hate to say what I said. <laughs> okay? Okay, how positive. I don't care. Their whole agenda is that Oprah is a house nigger. Right? You're never going to hear the truth come out of her mouth. I'm just being honest with you. Those not the ones. The ones that talk to you right and are all about color, they, they silence. You don't hear from them. And when they start talking right, all right, like Prince and them, all of a sudden you done found them mysteriously dead in the elevator. Okay? Don't get me started. So... There's um, house Negroes, okay? So that's why a lot of the boule and the fraternities, especially back, they all look out for each other because there's their, their um, hazing rituals and their rituals and their secretness is very much modeled after a lot of these secret societies on top. The only secret societies that you don't have to actually pledge is the ones in the Ivy League because a lot of them is legacy. 
like bushing them, they don't have to do, they don't have to um, do, and they'll initiate, but they don't have to say, hey, where do I sign up? You want to be, then you could be because they know certain people and they have a legacy. That's different in the Ivy League school. You got these pleasant and hazing. Ain't none of it, right? And they all centered around some kind of a God. Just me, I tell you. And now, I hate to say it because I know y'all heard about this case. Um, Shanquala Robinson, that poor girl, that, that, that mystery with the Cabo Six. I hate to say it, but... I can't confirm or deny this. I'm just saying I hate to say it, but people are saying, and they, I don't know if it's true or not, but I could say that I see the signs like they say, that she could have been uh, offered up uh, to Molech by her parents because they both is in the, in the Eastern Star. You know what kills me is that some of y'all don't even know that a woman could be a, a, a mason and she could be climbing. She that might as well be as well as being a witch. You don't know. You don't know. It'd be people living all around you. All right. One day we'll get to talk about cloning. We don't talk about that stuff because when I do do it, I want to talk about it in depth. But you, who is around? You know, when they pick politicians, who is who is that really? You know, I noticed that Eric, Eric Adams was one person, but now Eric Adams is a mayor. Eric Adams didn't change. I know he got to get with politics and he got to get with stuff, but I, I, I don't know. I don't. I never believe that Eric Adams was gonna go in and make New York City his New York City. You can't really have. You you can't. You know, they did all they did was just switch it out, and now somebody else is. I, I find it very funny that once they finally got another black mayor in there, New York City is falling to pieces right now, and it's just it's like they handed him over a mess. Okay, you thought they just like de Blasio. I'm getting off topic. I'm talking about my politics, and I'm talking about my city town hall. Anyway, so that's all. No, that's not all. Is there anything else I wanted to say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to. to I think I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do the the Babylon and the sex uh, Babylon on a different episode. I don't want to confuse these two, but they do go in together to show you how the culture of Babylon and the spirit is here, and it's never really left. I, I talked about as I said. I talked about the Illuminati baby. Right, let's talk about Illuminati babies one more time. Let me, let me try to explain that to y'all one more time. Also, you know, y'all do understand that. Uh, human trafficking and all of that is run by leaders, politicians, and people with big dog money on top. That's why you never find out who they are. Sometimes CIA agents are even in on it. Um, the, human, the human being is a very large commodity. Uh, during the COVID, human trafficking went up 100%. I believe this is a theory. All right, and I know this. People, you know people, even in Mexico, you know people they take to sacrifice for their ritual? They're like virgins a lot. I'm being honest with you. And they've been burying them. Sometimes the cartel just finds them and they just kill them just because. The cartels have actually been burying them in large pits. Um, the mothers have been going over to Mexico trying to look for them. They, they, they don't have protection by the Mexican police, but Mexican police is run by cartel. So they don't have the protection of Mexican police. And they've been uncovering some of these grave sites where they have mass bodies at. And the cartel have been just... Um, slewing them down okay but my point is there's a lot of people that's missing sometimes they're caught up in stuff like that there's a lot of people that's missing and in my opinion they get caught up in not just sex trafficking human trafficking but a lot of people need ritual you know kids for ritual there's a lot of ritual that involve cannibalism okay and it's like after a while people bodies should be found in my personal opinion because the earth should give it up somebody should dig it up a dog should dig it up you know, something should happen. Maybe somebody should, a, a mall is now built in this area and it's found. And then, you know, maybe we're trying to 
put the cold case together. But for me, to people just vanish and, you know, because they still have to offer up people. So, you know, that's how it goes. That's why even now these days in the industry, you don't notice how all these young rappers are. I don't even think they want these young rappers anymore to, to make it. I think they're just using them, some of them, as blood sacrifice or know that uh, the lifestyle alone is going to offer them up as a sacrifice and they're just going to make the money faster through the blood. You know, there's more money in the death. Just like I said, there's no money in the cure for when it comes to healthcare. It's actually more money in the industry when someone dies. It's sad that Van Gogh became rich when he died, same like Basquiat, but they're not here to collect a dime. You understand what I'm saying? So believe me when I tell you, this world knows how to capitalize off you while you're here. Puppet control you, and when you're gone, if they need to, puppet control you. I think that's what I really want to say is that all the world's a stage. You got to watch. You know, some people, um, that's it as far as I want to say. I'm going to see if I can get ready to do this next one tonight. If I don't do it tonight, I'm going to do it um, another night. Another night. Good night. So Obama's a fraud. I said what I said. Okay, I, I don't care if you all lose respect for me. I am not following that. The Lord already exposed him for what he did. And that's not to say a house negroid. they all house negroids. Most of them are. they got, they um under contract too. It doesn't always mean that they always know what the agenda is, but they're certainly controlled. You just can't. You can't just be a celebrity and do what you want to do. You know, you can't just, just that's, that, that is the biggest lie from hell, okay? You cannot just be in the industry. First of all, a lot of them is under contract. A lot of them work so hard and, and do so much, not even because, oh, they're so talented and all this, because a lot of them got a lot of money they got to pay back to the the labels, okay? And the, the, the labels want to get it paid back, and they also want to make enough to make sure that they can stay, stay on top. So everybody is pretty much... Control. Look, Kyrie Irving. Look how they could want to sit you down if they want to sit you down. It's control. Control. Now, on that note, y'all, I hope I was able to enlighten you a little bit or at least expand somebody's eyes to just, you know, get a, a little bit of a better understanding. Because now when you look around, I almost feel like, I wouldn't say Truman Show, but like you're surrounded, you know. And that's what Truman Show was a lot about. And I kind I do like that as a reference. It's just like, Everybody, all the world was a stage. Literally, the entire world was a stage. And it's amazing how people are supposed to trust for the news and trust, you know, when you go to the, to the concert, they, they upstage up high. You call them a star. They're a star, like a fallen star or something. But you could also say celebrity, but they're, they're a superstar. They're a star. And then um, you put your hand up high. They're up higher. So you're kind of worshiping them. You damn sure idolize them. You want to be like them. You want to do your hair like this. There's a certain reason they put that there. Certain people on the news. At, at some point, I found out that you couldn't even be a news anchor unless you was on um, certain. Certain of them is boule, straight boule, if you're African-American or something, or in um, certain fraternities or secret societies as well. It can't everybody just be an anchor person on certain main level news. I found that out as well. That's not a coincidence. Okay. So on that note, guys, I love you. And I'll see you all next time here on Who's on the Lord's Side.